the opportunity you give us here to be in your presence, Lord, and praise you and glorify you in all things, Father. We ask that you bless these tithes and these offerings, Lord, to continue to bless this ministry here, Lord, in our lives. And continue to help us through the challenges, all the things that come against us, Father. That the wisdom, Lord, that you have instilled in us, Lord, that we find your voice in us, Lord, to find the solutions for our everyday needs, Lord. Uh, we're grateful, Lord, for the house that you've given us, Lord. Uh, you've blessed us with, Jesus. We ask that you continue to bless it for many years to come. We also ask, Lord, that you bless us tonight, Lord, with your presence in the word. Uh, we know that when we speak from it, Lord, it's, it's, it speaks your uh, judgments, Lord. Uh, and we ask, Lord, that we are attentive and acknowledge, Lord, and ask for wisdom in all things, Father. We ask this all in your precious and holy name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Well, God bless the musicians uh, this evening. We transition over to the word of God. Let's keep praying for uh, Brother Renee and... No, uh, y'all may be seated, brothers and sisters. I know he's needing prayers right now, and to you to pray for him for healing, amen, and peace, and understanding through all these difficulties. Um, it's not easy. It's not simple to be at the mercy of your health. Um or a sickness that you have. But it's much easier when we give it to God. Amen. And God, um, may God's peace uh, come over Brother Rene uh, this evening um, as they can find rest. I know him and Sister Donna have been through a lot. Also, if we can keep Brother Lorenzo in prayer, he uh, got really sick yesterday. Um, almost thought I'd get... I think he almost thought he needed to go to the emergency room, so which is a rarity for him. Um, but if we can keep him in prayer also. It sounded pretty uh, shaken up when I spoke to him earlier. Uh, so if we could just keep him in prayer, amen. It's not easy to get sick when you're away from home. And a couple of times where I've been in other countries and um, I thought to myself, might have to go to the hospital for a sickness uh, and I can't imagine what families would feel like and all that so if we could just keep um, brother Lorenzo in prayer also as he makes his way back tomorrow God willing amen um, tonight's message is a powerful message from the standpoint of uh, it reminds me of a verse uh, in the Bible where Jesus said and you ask and you ask amiss. Um, and it, it, when I used to hear that verse, it would remind me of how clear I am in, in knowing what I'm asking for um, and understanding the position that I'm in or what I'm asking for. Uh, and, and I think tonight's message, if we give it an opportunity, can reach a lot of confused hearts tonight. It can reach a lot of doubters that don't understand why they could be going through things or why they're in a season 
Um, so I, I pray that, um, that the Lord can speak to us this evening in this. The title, for, the title of the message is Prepared for What We Prayed For. Um, and this is the wisdom that God gives us in, in our prayers, um, is to know what we're praying for and to have a place for what we're praying for. Amen. Uh, God bless the kids this evening. I think the youth can stay in here tonight. Um, but God bless the kids. Love seeing the youth grow up and as they make their transition into coming into the services and and understanding more and more of the challenges that they'll encounter um, and struggles that they'll encounter in things. But it's great to see all the kids rush to their classes as they want to um, gain from God in their level. Amen. Uh, so I started thinking about the actions that it takes in, in, in a prayer and and our expectations in prayer and the conversation that we're having with God. Uh, we all have a, a different type of uh, understanding in this, and, and, and some of us are short-term prayers, meaning that we want quick results, uh, and our reactions are in our faith and um, excitement in, in here at church is shown by that. If we're going through something and God's not resolving it quick enough, then it starts to affect our spiritual attitude or starts to affect our spiritual energy. Um, we just don't feel, you know, like we want to praise God because we're still in the valley. Um, and, and I think that for that type of struggle, when we go through that type of a struggle and we see uh, still a marriage suffering from things for years that have been prayed for, uh, we got to start looking at things differently. We got to start asking God for wisdom in different things. Um, and we can blame it for a lot of stuff. We can say things like, um, maybe in, in as an example here in a marriage, maybe, you know, we're both receiving the same word, um, but maybe it's not hitting fertile ground. We can say so easily. Um, but we don't ask, what is God trying to show me through this trial? Um, because God is speaking to you. If God starts having you questioning things, then God is speaking to you directly. He's not speaking to the other person. He's speaking to you. You know, we always want, we always want God to speak to the other person, but never take into consideration what God wants to tell us. You know, we're, we're so ready to hope it sticks on them that we don't realize that our salvation is important. Our relationship with God is important. And so I broke down this, uh, this message into three things. Um, we've got to be aware of our surroundings in prayer. And what I mean by that is not what we're praying at, but in the circumstances of our prayer. Because they always tell you not to go shopping for food when you're hungry. You ever heard that? You ever heard that? That's an interesting... That's an interesting term because you're usually going to buy stuff that you don't need because you're just hungry. You're like, oh, man, that's, that sounds good. Put it in the basket. And we got to be aware of our circumstances in our prayer because 
we sometimes will ask for things and, it, and we become a, a nuisance in our request to God instead of focused in our need. We start to, because we have a need, start to ask for things that we're not ready for. And God's like looking and saying, really? You don't even have a barn for that yet. The Word of God talks about building your storehouses, being prepared for what you're asking for. And I think that there's times that we're not aware of the situation and circumstance and focused on the thing. So awareness is so important as we start to communicate with God in prayer. And more than anything is focus. And I brought a message one time when the pain doesn't let you focus. I was going through some pain, and it wasn't allowing me to focus on some other things. And focus is so important. And, and the awareness of your circumstance allows you to focus in your prayer. So they go hand in hand. Sometimes our prayer requests go from, go from the thing that we need to wanting to tell God how we feel. You think we need to tell God how we feel? God knows how we feel. But sometimes it goes into that. Instead of getting to the point like, David, search me. Deep within, if there's something there, God, bring it to light so things can change for me. Oh, you see, oh, you see some beautiful prayers that David had in, in the books of Psalms. And I almost slipped when I saw the wicked man being successful. And I see, brothers and sisters, that sometimes we aren't aware and it affects our focus in our prayer. And the last thing is the work. We become millennial Christians, all of us, saying, how can I be a millennial? Because what is a millennial Christian is, <clears throat> I'm going to pray about it, and I'm going to let God just do it. I'm going to let him just do it. Let go, let God. When our prayer required us to step off the boat, Uh, you know, you know th th there's some things that we just completely want to back off of and let God handle, like I mentioned to you all before. We ask God for things that God says, I made the tree so you can make it. I gave you hands and a brain so you could think it. But we go to a customer to saying, hands off, God, you do it. And you do it. And God's like, you can do it too. You step right in. You ask for forgiveness. You build the bridge. I can heal the heart. I can make the changes that need to happen inside, but you can trigger them. 
And so for me, awareness, focus, and the work that it takes to not only continue those things and to keep on making them happen every day, I've got to be aware of how I'm waking up. Funny story, I've, wake, I, I, I've woken up and my wife hits me. Like, why'd you hit me? I had a bad dream about you. What's that got to do with me? How'd you hit me? Times. Restless nights. Thoughts that we have. I love the preaching pastor used to bring. About assumptions. Assuming. About feelings. Come on now. For some of y'all that heard those preachings and they got you through, through things. There were strong messages that, that we needed to get us through difficult times. But the work we put in, every single day thinking about it when we get up, am I aware of how I woke up and who I am? Am I focused on what my prayer was and what I've asked for God? You know what? I think we become like children sometimes. We just want to go ask God for something. Like a child, I'm just going to ask. I'm going to ask. I thought you wanted something else. No, I'm going to ask you this today because I forgot about what I wanted yesterday because I just need to, Can you give me this? Can you give me that? You know, you know, I hear my kids sometimes and they're like, oh, man, this is all I want for my birthday. And then two days later, oh, this is all I want for my birthday. No consistency. But when we start to look at what our need is, and we're aware of what's trying to stop us from being focused on it. What's trying to stop us and discourage us from putting the work into it. Then the enemy's won. He wants you to think like, just let it go and let God do it only. So you can back off and get lackadaisical. And you stop praising God when you need to praise him and show God, I'm still here, God. I see Brother Rene raising his hand barely during praise because he gets it. Prompting it on the chair while he's holding it up. That's all he's got. God bless him. We find ourselves not wanting to put the work in. Because again, we became millennial Christians. It'll get done. God will do it. God will do it in his time. And God's like, it can get done too with your help. I remember a long time ago in the old church, God gave me a message about praying into action, praying while you move. Not just being Christians that just kneel down, but being Christians that are going into battle while they're praying. Not just standing still Christians, but moving the waters as we ask God for things. 
And so these th- three things, I don't know what I was thinking about. I had a hamburger for lunch, so maybe this is what it was. These three things need, pat- you, know, you need the buns, right? Because, you know, you got your lettuce, pickles, and tomatoes. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, know, you got the meat. You got p- pickles and lettuce. That's what I normally get. I know everybody's going to do it differently. But you need the buns, right? So what did I put on the outside of these two things? The most important things are faith and our hope. And it's funny because you see these two things separated. On my paper here, you see faith, awareness, focus, work, and then hope. Sometimes we want the faith and hope close to each other. But there's something that's, there's something that's got to bring it together. This work, this focus. And this awareness, I want God to hear my prayer. I want God to make a move and make a change. But am I putting the work in? What's distracting me? Just be with somebody for a little bit and you'll see what's in their heart. Talk to them for a little bit, you'll see what's in their heart. Talk to me for a little bit, you'll see what's in my heart. What God gives us. Sometimes we talk to somebody and all we hear is the pain, struggle, when that's too consistent. These things can be put into place. If we turn to Matthew eleven twenty eight, the word of God says here, come to me. Come to me, Jesus said. Such a beautiful verse because it starts with the solution, the answer after what would have caused you to go to him. It starts with the simple thing of come to me. Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. If we're tired and we're struggling, we're beat up, we're bruised, we're broken, confused, torn up, spit out, the world's done so many things. The first thing that Jesus said here was, come to me. I love the fact that he didn't start out with be perfect, be sinless. He started out with come to me when you got these struggles in your life. I can give you peace. But the problem is that these things that are causing us to not have peace are keeping us from him. Something is keeping you from experiencing God to the fullest. And, and again, if we go to 
the awareness of what it is. What is it? What is it? What is it? You can look, you can look into your life right now. What is it that I'm giving too much to that I'm not giving enough to God? What is it? It doesn't have to be things that it used to be when we didn't know God. It could be simple things now like work, ambition, success. Or we rob God from just doing it naturally as we focus on him. So when he said that he would give us peace, rest, if we came to him, what a, what a mighty God we serve. What a loving God that we serve when, when before standards were there or things that we were just thinking that we need to sometimes when we try to explain Jesus, we, we mess it up. We, we, we mess it up, and we don't just tell people, just go to him. But we forget it. We forget it in our lives, and we're, we're, we're caring so much, holding on to so much. When he says, if you're heavy laden, just let go. And come to me. We could just remember that. You know, brothers and sisters, I like a couple of these sayings right here. By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. That's a famous saying, right? But I like this one right here. I've heard that one a lot in, in, in business and stuff like this, but I like this one. Give me six hours to chop a tree. Okay? Everybody getting this? How many of you guys, you know, I get my kids sometimes. They're like, I can't figure out this equation. I'm like, man, you need to go to your mom on that one. There's a train that came in at 325, and then here at 515 it left, first train left, and I'm like, ah, you lost me already. Why is there a train? Did I know this? <laughs> right here, give me six hours to chop down a tree, right? And I will spend four hours sharpening the axe. Wow. Everybody get that one? Or some people are just still thinking you're like me with the trains. Preparation. Preparing for prayer in a way that we honor God. And we don't just come to him always. Not thinking about. Not focusing the work that it's going to take. What we have to do in our faith so it can reach the hope that we've set. And I think it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we, we find ourselves challenging ourselves to be different daily. 1 Corinthians 16.13 says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. And this version says, act like men. Wow. Be strong. Paul here with a strong message 
to the man of Corinth. And sometimes we need to hear this. Sometimes this needs to be prayed for from the sisters for the men's in the house. That we stand fast in the faith. In decisions that we make. We don't make them with pride. We don't make them with selfishness. But we make them in the fear of the Lord. To honor God first. To put God first. To be aware of the circumstance and making a decision. As we're aware of the circumstance that we're in when we pray. But to be watchful. Be watchful. Be aware. You know, my son was growing up and now getting into a situation where he's driving. And every parent has, has experienced this. You go through those moments of just thinking the worst, right? Everybody thinks the worst, right? You, try, you drive with them and you get reassured. You see decisions being made. And what you start to think of, is he grown up? Is he old enough to be responsible for this? That's a weapon that he has. It could be used as a weapon with distractions. It could tear apart families with distractions. You pray that God puts in his heart to be vigilant. And when he wants to get distracted, that he considers the others on the road. And for us, we carry a burden here, brothers and sisters. Sometimes we'll get up and say, I want to ask for prayer. I want to ask for prayer for a family member. I want to ask for prayer for a brother. A brother that I have. And we start, and it sounds great, and it sounded good that we got up and we asked for that, but we don't prepare ourselves in conversations that we have. We don't prepare ourselves. Before we're going to have a conversation, pray to God and say, God, seems like everything that I've ever done hasn't allowed me to have success in talking about you, Jesus. So I'm doing this for the first time. I'm praying right now, God. And I'm preparing myself this conversation if there's something there that I see God inspires let your Holy Spirit speak to me to speak to it help me God but we don't again we just think that hey I'll just put it out here and let people pray for it and it'll get done no God wants us to put the work into it And that's the beautiful part of it because something put it in our heart. Something allowed us to speak it. Now we've got to be aware. We've got to be focused. And we've got to put the work. 
so it's so difficult at times. We want to hear a different way. We want it to be different. We want it to be different. We want it just to be figured out. And we're going to read here in the Bible how the people of God wanted it figured out. But the work had to come. Proverbs 22, 3. Proverbs 22, 3 says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So, brothers and sisters, some of us, we're not seen because we're seen through our heart. And we're the latter of this. We don't see it. So God doesn't give us wisdom how to avoid it. So we'll just walk right through it. And it gets pretty old because we keep on saying, well, God's with me. God will strengthen me as I walk through this. And God's like, I showed you it was there to avoid it. I showed you it was there. And for us, brothers and sisters, this is where the astuteness of discernment comes in. We brought the message here about seeding it. Sometimes we ask for prayer for people that don't want it. Oh, come on now. Am I talking to anybody? We'll sit down and ask for prayer for somebody that doesn't need it. You can say, well, they need it, brother, because they need Jesus. No, no, no. no I'm not saying that they don't, they don't need it right now because they're not in a state to need it. And our prayers are a little missed there. And when God starts seeing that our direction starts going to the need, to those that are ready to receive, oh, man, that's when God starts working on our heart's desires. That's when the kingdom is reached and touched because we're seeking God first. That's where our heart starts leading us and, 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 and guiding us. And that's where the pain comes from. It's because our heart's leading us. And it should be. I should be asking for this. I'm a parent. I'm a spouse. I should be asking for this. They're family. They're a friend. I should be asking for this. And instead, that moment that's precious that we have in communicating with God, our awareness isn't allowing us to see that. Our awareness isn't allowing them to see that they're not ready. We can, God, you know, protect them while this is happening. Prepare them for that moment. But God, right now, I need you to do this in my life. The voidness that I got. Because if I'm the only thing that's praying to keep this thing together, I need to make sure that I keep it together. 
some of us holding on barely. We need the most prayer and strength from God. We need to be prudent. As King Solomon said here. If we turn to Joshua 1, Only be thou strong and very courageous. Now, we read on Sunday that hell isn't only for sinners, right? It's for people that are what? Afraid. Some of y'all might have forgot. I remind you. People that are afraid. People that are afraid are going to hell also, it says. Now, how does that make sense, right? We're thinking... Because if you're afraid to do what God's asking you to do, then that's where disobedience comes into. So I like here, in a very pivotal, pivotal moment for Joshua, Moses had just died as we're entering into Joshua 1. And you can't imagine what this young man needs to hear leading such a great people into the promised land. It's a great book for you to read if you lack courage. It's a great book for you to read if you want to see how God sometimes requires you to work even as you enter into your promised land. We keep on reading here in Joshua 1.7. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. So brothers and sisters, what, what Joshua was saying here is, look, look, Moses, Moses died. Moses died, but we carried the law of God in the desert. Let us not forget this. Any direction that you go, make sure it's in your heart. Make sure you're aware of what's going on. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. This is the part of the focus. So we got to be aware of our direction, and we've got to be focused by meditating on this. We leave here sometimes, and the messages preach for something that's right ahead of us, and we lose focus. When God's given the solution, Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, for then, thou shalt make thy way prosperous, 
and then thou shalt have good success. So brothers and sisters, we see here Joshua saying, guys, it's been hard 40 years in the desert. I get it. Moses is dead. I get it. But we got to continue because all the things God was doing. We were the ones that were rebellious. We were the ones that were murmuring. But God was faithful in the desert. And now we're here in this place that looks a little different from the desert. And before we prosper, before we can prosper, before it's the milk and honey, before it's the promised land, let us not forget what got us to this point that was better than point A, even though we stayed in B for 40 years. We never thought that even B was better than A seeing our brothers and sisters dying to, to a hand of a pharaoh that didn't care. And this gratitude needs to come over us as we're exiting and seeing new things. Oh, man, Joshua was being touched right here. Oh, Joshua was, you know, he, he could feel what God was telling him say this young this young person that just wanted to just wanted to believe he just you know he's the one that came back and says we can overtake them yeah they yeah they're, they're but we you know we got a god on our side i didn't even seen didn't even see the red sea open didn't even see the red sea open but believed and the songs that they sang, I'm sure, on the way, on the road. The plagues that came over. All this Joshua was inspired. And we see here that he starts talking about your awareness. Wherever you go, you make sure you meditate on the law. Anything, anything. Don't hesitate. Have your radar on. And then he talks about the focus. And this meditation in your, in, in, in your, in, in you focusing in what God is telling you through the word. You know, if we just took the word and we said, okay, God, I've got this word that you gave me tonight. Okay, I, I, I see some of the stuff in my life. But what am I missing? What is to come? Holy Spirit, talk to me. It might not be something tonight. It may not be something this week. But here in a couple of weeks, we might need it. So it's so important for us to keep it guarded in our heart. But let's go back to that verse and end the very bottom, brother. For then, when we're observing, when we're focused, and we're, and we're meditating, for then, not before then, but for then, we 
shalt have good success. So our prayer, when we're praying to God, we must look at the, we must be aware of our circumstance where we're praying at. So if we're praying for someone, then we must realize the work it's going to take. You see, we'll just pray for it and say, God, you know, reach, reach their heart, God, you know, do this, God, give me this, God. And we're not, we're not looking at the distance of work that it's going to take. It sometimes changes your ask when you realize the requirement. I've had, I've had people in the past that have told me this, you know, I've had jobs that, you know, paid six figures. I'm not looking for a job that pays six figures anymore. Because I knew what was required in six, a six-figure job. And I'm not in a point in my life anymore where I want to give that, they'll, tell, they'll say. So again, sometimes our ask, we have to consider the requirement. And we see Joshua here painting it out. If we go to the next verse. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Withsoever thou goest. So Joshua says here, have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. And don't be afraid, because when you're afraid, Listen to this, brothers and sisters. Help me, God, for this. Because I know, God, when I say it, I'll experience it. Be not afraid, because when you're afraid, it's almost like we say there's not a God. Oh, what do you mean, Brother Game? Oh, this is pretty powerful right here. Because, again, fear, people, fear is going to, have people in hell too we're gonna have people with fear because fear brings doubt and you see this confidence that he's talking about here this courage it pushes away fear when have i not commanded thee be strong and of good courage see because when you're strong and with good courage this is where you're telling yourself my God hears me. My God knows what I need. My God hears me. My God knows what I need. God, but it's not so easy when you get bad news. It's not so easy when you're going through this. I don't think anywhere here Joshua said it's going to be easy. You're going to see armies. You're going to see things in front of you. But we got to be strong and of good courage because we've seen our God. We've, we know that our God can do it. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithsoever thou goest. Verse 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, verse 11, Pass through the 
and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan. Now listen to this. As I mentioned to you before, none knew the miracle of God in the Red Sea. Most had it passed. And this was a new generation. But God started this new pass with going through the Jordan again. And we see here that he tells them, look, I'm commanding you to get all your things together. Yeah, you put your out. This might be a good place where by a river. But this isn't our stopping point. Oh, man, 40 years walking in the desert. We've already pitched our tents. Kind of like, can we, t- can we have a moment, Joshua? But Joshua says, no. Now we work our faith. Now we work. In three days, we're going to pass through this Jordan. Now you can imagine, you can imagine, you can imagine the conversations that were going on here. Thoughts that could have been happening in private. Not knowing that God was going to do this miracle. And we see here that he says, In three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go into possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. So I like this because you got to imagine they were praying in the desert. you got to imagine that they were looking for this promised land that got them out of Egypt, that they were told when they left Egypt. And now they get to a point where you're hearing the end is near. But there was going to be a re- requirement of work to get to possessing their land. Now remember... People knew nothing of possessions. All they knew of was sand. Some of us, we go to a home. Some of us, we drive in a car we own. They knew nothing of what it was to possess or to own. So when they hear, we're going to cross this Jordan and we're going to own something. It's going to be ours. This was new to them. We keep on reading here. And the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half-tribe of Manasseh spoke Joshua saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest, hath given you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side, Jordan. But ye shall pass before your brethren, Armed, almighty men of valor, 
and help them. <clears throat> there were some here that were going to stay and not have to go on to their journey. But I like that even with this, God encouraged them by saying, go on and help your brothers. Help your brothers attain the land that will be theirs. This land will be yours. And brothers and sisters, the one thing that God will always want to show us, and he was the best example in it, was not to be selfish. It's a spirit that, above all things, brothers and sisters, that God does not please God at all. I don't know how many of us struggle with that spirit of being selfish. But it's a horrible spirit. It's a horrible spirit when we can't think of another. But we think of ourselves only. We will gain nothing in this world but dust. But when we start to think of others and we start to think of their needs, it would have been really simple for them to be like, oh, cool, all right, we're done. So he's saying to get three things in three days, get their stuff ready, but not us. It rests now. He says, no. Let's finish what God started here. And this is what it takes. This is the work that it takes. We keep on reading. Until the Lord hath given your brethren rest as he hath given you. And they also have possessed the land in which the Lord your God giveth them. Then ye shall return unto the land you possess and enjoy it which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side, Jordan toward the sun rising. Verse 16. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest, we will do. And whatsoever thou sendest, we will go. Powerful. That's a different people there, brothers and sisters. That's not the people that were in the desert. That's not the people that were struggling and wandering on an 11-day journey, taking 40 years to get through it. Their mindset was different. When they started the journey, it was about me, me, me. The journey was about me, me. What am I going to get? I've suffered a lot. Me, me. But then it became about my brothers and sisters. And it's amazing when our prayer changes because, yeah, the awareness has to be different. The awareness needs to be different. We all have needs. Needs, we all have them. But then our needs got to change to being aware of who is in need of the most prayer. 
oh man, and God loves that. Oh man, you want to just, oh man, those are the things right there that just get God. I mean, God just starts, he just starts changing on how he acts and reacts. We don't put ourselves first. We put each other first. God, right now, you know, I just want you to, I need you to bless Brother Renee. I know you're hearing a lot of things. I might have things right now. I might have, I might have pains. I might have needs. But right now, whatever's going on in his life, Jesus, just hear my petition. I know I've asked for other things, God, but right now, above all things right now, touch his heart. Heal his body, Jesus. I know you've given me, man, for some of us that don't have anything, we're, you know, I find myself sometimes and I'm like, man, God, thank you, Jesus. You know, things are good, God. But now I want to carry my brother to his, his land to possess. Some of us, you know, we're in positions where we're not praying. We've got little things that we're praying for, but we're not praying for these big things that we need to just say, okay, I think I stayed in my tent when everybody left. I missed it. Let me catch up to them and see what they need. We're missing it. We're missing something. And this is what gets us in our rut. I don't know what it is, but sometimes, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's just the way we were brought up, but it's, it's one of those pull to myself and not pull what I need and push out. Help me, God, to realize what's needed. And we see here Joshua commanding, coming out of the desert for the awareness and focus and work. Wasn't your, look at guys, you guys are done. The Reubenites, you guys are done. Made it. Made it. You got some rest. You got your place. I hope your other brothers go get their place. Oh, God, help us to be aware of this faith, God, and to be prepared for what we pray for. Because when we get it, not just to say, ah, and be like that king that says, I have it all. My soul rests. We turn to Philippians 1.20. According to my earnest expectations and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, listen to this, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it to be by life or by death. Oh, man, so much stuff going on in the world today. How can we balance what we're going through and then take on the burden of what the world's going through? And how it's changing and transforming. Wanting to teach your kids things. I 
it would shock you. At life or death, we prepare with boldness. See, this boldness that we need to turn on puts away the fear and the doubt. This boldness allows us to be aware and focused and put the work in. So we understand what it's going to take. I'm asking for this, God. I'm asking for this. But just like the message on the seated, but they're not ready right now. But I'm asking for this. You know my heart, God. But you know what? I'm redirecting this ask because they're not ready to what my prayer can affect in a brother or sister or something in myself before anything. My salvation. Something that holds me together. See, Paul here speaking to the Philippians about not being ashamed. Not being ashamed, but having courage. Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, brothers and sisters, our courage, our courage doesn't only ask and isn't afraid to ask for what we think is unreachable. Our courage doesn't only say, one day, this, I'll be blessed with this, God will give me this. But our courage starts to transform things that are deeply rooted, things that were passed on, generational things. Things that we don't understand until we start to look at our parent, parent, parent. And our courage allows us to stand up to these things, to destroy these things, to put away these things. I've said this before. I want my son to be better than I am. That's my desire. That's every parent's desire. It's up to him. He needs to engage that. So when we come here tonight, brothers and sisters, let's be aware of a lot of things before we ask God for anything. Let's be aware of you know, I made this comment a while back that we should never ask God for something that we're not prepared to offer something for. Some form of sacrifice, of praise, of see Brother Renee, and I, as I mentioned before, 
you know, lifting up his hand when we're worshiping God. Sometimes we're asking for things with no offering. God, I just want to give you my praise, my worship. Ask the musicians to pass on up. I just want to give you my, my all, Jesus. I just want to worship you, Father. I want to thank you, Jesus, for everything that you give me, everything that you've shown me, Jesus. I want to reflect on the things that you've shown me, Father. I want you to help me through things that are, are coming, Jesus. Things that are already here, Father. If there's dryness, Jesus, bring me to, lead me to the water. If there's doubt, Father, open my eyes and reveal to me. But more than anything, Jesus, that my faith allows me to be aware of the focus and the work leads me to my hope. That I can see Jesus. I can see how important my prayer is, Lord. And not just be repetitive or have it on repeat for things that are obvious. For the angels of the Lord encampeth those that fear God. But I pray for my security. I pray for wisdom because I already have God's security. I pray for wisdom. Because I fear God already in ways that makes me obedient to hearing his word and saying, God, I can do more. Why don't we all stand up, brothers and sisters? Let's praise God for a little bit and just worship him.